Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome back to our number two of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And Dan is mocking and mimicking me as I... I am not. (laughs) Lies. The biggest little gun shop. All right. Well, we have an amazing hour coming up. We have, of course, our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report at the end of the hour and Dan's commentary. And the theme of our show today is the power of one. And we're talking about the difference that one person not only can make, but one person individually makes a difference across this nation every single day day when so many of us want to throw our hands up and say, oh, I'm just one person. What can one person do? Well, the one person we want to talk to right now is Anthony Imperato. He is the owner of Henry Repeating Arms, and they have come up with this awesome idea to bring out to the Ben Avery shooting range here in Arizona, a historic event that I'm going to have him talk to you about. Anthony, are you with us? I'm with you. Hi. Hello. I'm so excited to have you on the air all the way from, you're in New York right now, aren't you? Yes, that's right. I live in downtown Manhattan, and thank you for that very nice introduction. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. And isn't that a, a funny thing that, you know, downtown Manhattan is where you call home, and I don't think you can even have one of your Henry rifles in your home. But uh, well, actually, you can. You know, the New York City gun regulations are are strict. But if you're over 21 and uh, don't have a criminal background, you could get a rifle shotgun permit. Yes, it takes a a few months probably at this point, but you can get it. Same things with handguns for target range, but it's expensive and it's a long process, and it and it it turns a lot of people off. But mm. well, I want you to talk to people about something that is going to turn a lot of people on, and that is this historic event that we have coming up here in Arizona. Yeah, we, uh, we're we really excited about it. I, I, I get goosebumps every time <laughs> we start uh, planning it more and talking about it. And uh, <clears throat> I was sitting at a meeting with the NRA a few months ago, and um, we've done a few special things with them over the past few years, and I said, okay, we got to come up with something different, something that's going to be, you know, also patriotic and uh, have a sense of uh, solidarity, com- camaraderie, of course, patriotism, etc. So uh, at that meeting, uh, I conceived the Henry 1000 Man Shoot to support the Second Amendment and benefit the NRA. And uh, that's kind of what it's all about. A thousand people descending upon Ben Avery Range from all over the country, all walks of life, uh, husbands and wives, uh, and 
and uh, they're, they're, I think it's an you have to be 18 years or, or over, but there are some fathers and sons, fathers and daughters, grandfathers, and it's uh, going to be a great event. Well, we are excited because it is an awesome event, and it is such a, it just grabs your ear. The 1,000-man shoot, what is that, you know? And that we are going to be a part of it. Dan yes. and I both are we're, going to be a part of it. We're very excited. We've got two rifles coming, and, you know, they're going to be, I guess you guys custom engraved these rifles for this event. Is that correct? Yeah, the, the way it worked is we donated 1,000 of these rifles to the NRA along with, uh, the 1,000-man case, a T-shirt, a cap, uh, signed certificates from me, uh, the NRA, uh, Baron Engraving, who did the engraving on the guns. And uh, they uh, sold these off in Patriot packages. And so the money that will be raised, of course, goes to uphold the Second Amendment and support NRA programs and firearm safety programs, youth programs, etc. Well, Anthony, I really want to thank you for all that you do for the firearms industry and especially for this event. This is going to be awesome. I'm excited. I want to do it today. Yeah. <laughs> and I get excited every time I see your commercials on TV because you remind us that there is quality uh, manufacturing going on right here in the United States. Yeah, you know, the thing about being on TV is... Uh, it, it, I like to remind, you know, the, the public at large that, uh, you know, there's a gun industry and we're not, we just don't have to be pigeonholed into, you know, let's say a hunting show. Uh, we're, we're a part of the fabric of America just like any other product line. So one night when I saw colon cleansers being sold at 3 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> I said, you know, here we have... Uh, a, a product being made here mm-hmm. and will use it and, and they enjoy it and there's a lot of practical uh, there's a whole practical side to it whether it's home defense or it's varmint hunting or it's uh, use on the farm for pests or just enjoying target shooting, plinking, etc. And so, yes, we do like to uh, remind the world that we exist. <laughs> I, I love that, and that they're all made in the USA. That's that's an amazing thing. I'd like to comment, too. We've had a gun shop for 10 years now, and I do repairs. I've In the 10 years, I've had one Henry rifle come in for repair, and it was because the customer took it apart and couldn't back, put it back <laughs> together. Your, your rifles are fantastic. They work. They're beautiful. You make some fantastic guns. I recommend anybody listening to go to the website and look at the firearms they have. Thank you. Appreciate appreciate the kind words. Uh, you know, we're not picture perfect, but when we do make a mistake, uh, we're going to get it corrected for you very quickly. I take it very personal, and, uh, you know, people can just reach out to, and email me, Anthony, at henryrepeating.com, anything related to Henry, any issues, or if they need help finding a Henry, whatever it, it might be. But... The bottom line is we're going to treat you better than you expect to be treated, period. That, that is so rare and so valued. Now, you guys just received a prestigious award, the American Business Stevie Award for Exceptional Customer Service. Congratulations for that. Thank uh, you. Thank you. We appreciate the kind words. The, the, uh, we worked very hard for that. We, we, on a daily basis, we take 
every single customer's needs or issues uh, very personally, and we address them. And uh, at, at the end of the day, we're going to make sure you're 100% satisfied, and if you're not, you get your money back. You, if you're going to spend your hard-earned money on a Henry, you're going to be happy with it one way or the other. I'm going to make sure of that. Well, well, tell me, Anthony, what what's it like to be the president and owner of this fantastic company that you own? You know, I feel very lucky. I feel blessed because, you know, I'm not making salt shakers. I'm making something <laughs> that's very meaningful in people's lives. There's mm-hmm. an emotional connection to a gun purchase. And I get the opportunity to hear about, you know, how people use them, all walks of life, all different parts of the country, and that kind of stuff. So it really is a fantastic job. Yes, it has its headaches like anything else. You know, uh, you still have to run a business. We still have to get things made. And, you know, it's, 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 you know what? It's not easy making a gun. Otherwise, you know, thousands of people would jump into that business, but they don't because it is difficult. But putting those difficulties aside, I can't think of a better thing that I would want to be in. Well, Anthony, I have a, a nephew that got his Eagle Scout, and we helped him get a one of your Boy Scout guns, mm-hmm. custom engraved, mm-hmm. and he's going to remember that for the rest of his life. And so you touched him by making that product, and again, I, I just thank you for that. Well, and. Uh, that that's that's what we love about you know what we, what we what we do we 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 feel very connected to the consumer in a, in an emotional way if you go to our website there's a section called customer letters where we have literally over 10,000 photos and from people all over the country talking about their henrys etc and that's a perfect example with the eagle scout and, uh, you know, that gun might hang on a wall display and, you know, 50 years from now he can tell that story. Exactly. And the website is henryrifles.com. And uh, real quick, before we have to run, tell us about the Henry Guns for Great Causes program. The Guns for Great Causes program uh, was conceived about 10 years ago when I, I felt that we were blessed and it was time to give back. And so it's a charitable component of Henry Repeating Arms. It focuses on veterans organizations, wounded veterans, sick children's hospitals, and specific individual sick children's causes, and some industry things like Second Amendment and wildlife conservation, etc. So... You know, we don't have to talk about it. Sometimes I do get a little bit embarrassed thinking that people may think I'm patting myself on the back with this thing. But I honestly got so tired of the gun industry getting a black eye mm-hmm. in the media that I was going to show them, besides wanting to give back in general, that this is the kind of industry this is. You go to any shooting range, you're going to find law-abiding, tax-paying citizens and our industry gets a black eye for no reason, and it really upsets me. So, you know, I go out of my way to make sure people know that we're a great group of people out there. We're going to treat you right. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for taking the time on your Saturday to come on and chat with us. And uh, I'm sure that you'll be here in person for the 1,000-man shoot, right? 
Absolutely. I want every I want to shake every single person's hand. Oh, man. Come over to me and uh you know, let's take a photo. Uh let's talk about where you're from and I want to see every single person and I'm going to thank every single person who's participating and helping helping the cause. That is fantastic. Now that's going to take place here in Arizona on November 14th of this year. And uh, I think it's all sold out, but I, I would imagine people might want to come out just to witness this uh, historic event. Yeah, we're going to have, uh, we have some great volunteers and NRA instructors and IHEA instructors. And so there's going to be close to 1,500 people there in total. Fantastic. Well, thank you again, and I look forward to meeting you in person in November. Thanks for the opportunity and enjoyed being on the show. Absolutely. Anthony Imperato. Okay, now stick around because coming up right on the other side of the commercial is Miss Sydney Powell, the author of a new book titled Licensed to Lie, Exposing Corruption in the Department of Justice. Hmm, sounds interesting. Stick around. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com, or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. Thanks for hanging in there with us. You are with Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. And if you've missed any portion of today's show, please go to our website, gunfreedomradio.com. Click the On Demand tab, and all of the shows that we've recorded are on there available 
And if you click on the guest tab, there's a picture and a bio and links for all of the guests that we've ever had on. You can go to their Facebook page from our site or their web page. It's really a pretty powerful uh, source of information. So today, the power of one is our theme. And our next guest, Ms. Sydney Powell, is one powerful woman with one powerful story to tell. And she did tell it in her new book, Licensed to Lie, Exposing Corruption in the Department of Justice. Ms. Powell was a federal prosecutor in three districts under nine U.S. attorneys from both political parties, then in private practice for more than 20 years. She is past president of the Bar Association of the Fifth Federal Circuit and of the American Academy of Appellate Lawyers. A veteran of 500 federal appeals, she has published License to Lie, the true inside story of the corrupted prosecutions of Ted Stevens, Arthur Anderson LLP, Merrill Lynch executives, and many others recently featured by John Stossel. And we got to meet you at the the recent uh, Second Amendment Foundation Gun Rights Policy Conference. And I'm so excited to bring you to the air. Miss Sydney Powell, are you with us? I am, Cheryl. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to meet you and a lot of other great people at the gun conference also. Oh, absolutely. It's always rich with, uh, you know, Im- important people and people that you never thought that you were going to get to meet. And then... I, I had never heard of you before, and I might have never paid attention to this book. I mean, it looks amazing, but I read, you know, a lot of leadership and business type books, and I don't know that I would have realized that this was a true account, not a, you know, like a, a thriller. And right. It, it reads like a thriller. Yeah. And so now but I am all true. over this thing because I, yes. so tell us about it. Like, what is the book about? The book is about egregious prosecutorial misconduct, a very elite group of prosecutors who were named during the Bush administration to the Enron Task Force, untethered from the Department of Justice because of the Bush relationship with Ken Lay, who was head of Enron. And they just went wild and ran roughshod over everybody. They were targeting people. Know, trying to send a message to Wall Street and uh, you know, just went after people right and left. They named over 100 people as unindicted co-conspirators, people who had anything to do with the sordid business transactions. And first they destroyed Arthur Anderson, one of the country's venerable accounting firms. They indicted them. And that, as soon as Anderson was indicted, 85,000 people lost their jobs for what was at most uh, questionable conduct by five or six people, you know, just a handful of people that even knew part of what was going on at Enron. Mm. It turned out later that Enron was lying to Arthur Anderson. That didn't come out until uh, the trial of Jeff Skilling and Ken Lay a couple of years later. And meanwhile, when they indicted Anderson, they did it by piecing together parts of different statutes because Anderson didn't have any sort of legal duty to keep documents uh you know, there were certain documents it was supposed to keep, but the government's theory was that they had destroyed evidence and obstructed justice by cleaning up their files when they had no obligation, no legal obligation at all to keep the stuff the government said they wanted to keep. 
And on top of that, they kept everything in some version. It might have been electronic as opposed to, you know, written. But, um, you know, they, they kept it all. So they pieced together parts of two different statutes and indicted Anderson for destroying evidence as if uh, it was witness tampering was the statute they used. Oh, my Well, that goodness. didn't work. So to try to, you know, put a square peg in a round hole, they changed the jury instructions to basically eliminate any element of criminal intent from the statute, got Anderson convicted, and then two years later, the Supreme Court reversed the case nine to nothing, saying that it was shocking how little criminal culpability the jury instructions required mm. and how overzealous these prosecutors had been in in pursuing the whole case to begin with. So that's an example of, you know, they went too hard after the wrong person. And now every night when I flip on the news, it looks like they're going way too soft on the right, the right person. When we talk about Hillary Clinton and her emails and destroying the electronic uh, gadgets, for lack of a better word, um, you know, iPhones and and, uh, tablets and things like that. And, it's just it boggles the mind that, um, you know, our Department of Justice is like, nope, there's no crime here. Not not sure what you're talking about. But yet here with Arthur Anderson, you're saying they they, uh, you know, fine tooth combed and redefined things so that they could find them guilty. So they could destroy the company because they wanted to send a powerful message that they could destroy any company they wanted. And if you didn't cooperate and give them everything they wanted in terms of money and you know, they even wanted, they even installed an overseer in Merrill Lynch for a couple of years that reviewed anything they wanted to review. Mm. I mean, it's horrible. The government's just taking over everything. Now, and they're using the Department of Justice to do it. It's even more ironic than that with respect to Hillary Clinton's crimes, because Hillary Clinton, as a senator, voted on a statute that was enacted to supposedly plug the hole that was in the law that enabled Arthur Anderson to get that conviction reversed. Mm-hmm. So they created a statute that made it a crime to destroy any evidence in the face <laughs> of any investigation, whether you'd been subpoenaed or not. What? Yes. And oh, then wow. Hillary Clinton goes and destroys these documents and, and devices and emails in the face of a congressional investigation, in the face of the Department of Justice investigation, she knew exactly what she was doing. But there's nothing to see here, folks, right? Nothing to see here. Well, and the reason you were speaking at the Gun Rights Policy Conference is because included in your book and included in in the uh, exposing corruption within the Department of Justice is also this thing called Operation Choke Point that you were talking about. Can you... Talk to us a little bit about that. Yes, actually, Choke Point is not uh, part of the book, although you can easily see from reading the book how that relates. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah, how that would come about and who's running things because the people named in the book are in power right now. They were all in run task force prosecutors. But Operation Choke Point is a whole separate program of the Department of Justice that's frankly flat out illegal. They are putting pressure on banks to shut down the business uh, banking accounts of lawful businesses just because they're engaged in areas of commerce that this administration doesn't like. For example, ammunition dealers and gun dealers 
and even uh, certain pharmaceutical companies. And this Department of Justice indicted FedEx, which has been a huge corporate supporter of law and order throughout the world and cooperated with the Department of Justice at length everywhere, indicted FedEx trying to shake $1.5 billion out of them, Mm. claiming they knew what was in cartons they were shipping from pharmacies in Canada. Oh, my goodness. When the department wouldn't even give them a list of pharmacies they deemed questionable or or fraudulent or whatever. Wow. It's ridiculous. There's this huge shakedown. The Department of Justice is extorting money from lawful businesses and trying to shut down lawful businesses through various means. Well, and we were affected by Operation Choke Point ourselves because we have a gun store, azfirearms.com. And uh, one one day, everything was all sunny and shiny and roses at our bank. And the next day, something very different was happening. And they, they were making us fill out long forms for any cash we were depositing. And we're like, you know, we've been doing business for 10 years. There's nothing different about our deposits. And they want to know the source of the money. Um, hello, it's our business <laughs> that we've been doing right. <laughs> for 10 years that we are right. highly regulated, right? It's a highly federally regulated business. There's nothing shady going on. And then finally, I won't name the bank, but they did chase us out. And uh, so now we've gone with a uh, an, another bank that's a, a small um, uh, credit union. And we're much, much happier there, at least for the time being. But we right. had to even move our personal accounts because our that money was tainted, so to speak, because it was earned in this uh, unsavory business of transacting um, and selling firearms and ammunition. That is an absolute outrage. It is. You an- are selling things protected by our Second Amendment. And it is just an outrage that this administration is going after that. And, you know, I know the news is full today and yesterday and this week of all the problems of Donald Trump. But I'm telling you, if we want a Second Amendment to our Constitution to have any continued value at all, people are going to have to vote for Republicans at the top of this ticket. Absolutely. I mean, we just really do, because it also reverberates through our Supreme Court, which is where I was just uh, seeing an interview of um, Boehner the other night and uh, former Speaker, House Speaker Boehner. And he was saying that there's so much gridlock going on in the House that we're so many things are going to get pushed to the Supreme Court to be decided. And so we really have to be paying attention. And it's not just about the gun laws, because there's some people out there that are like, yeah, whatever, I don't really care so much what happens with the guns. But I mean, it's, it affects every area of every American's life, what what the Supreme Court decides. So listen, we've got to run for a commercial real quick. But when we come back, let's pick up right where we were and talk more about uh, your book, Licensed to Lie, Exposing Corruption in the Department of Justice. We're speaking with the author, Sidney Powell. Stick around. 
Hey everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy, and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting, military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Pot of Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Pot of Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at potofgoldestate.com. The Second Amendment Foundation is the organization that protects our right to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Now they need our help. Go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation today. Dedicated to promoting a better understanding of our constitutional heritage to privately own and possess firearms. Support those who support our Second Amendment rights today. That's saf.org. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And we have been talking with Miss Sydney Powell. She is the author of Licensed to Lie, Exposing Corruption in the Department of Justice. And Sydney, you know from whence you speak because you have spent your entire career as a as an attorney. Yes, I was a federal prosecutor for 10 years in three different districts across the country under nine different United States attorneys from both political parties. And in the last 10 to 15 years, the conduct I've seen by Department of Justice has been so outrageous and wrong, and I couldn't get the system to make it right that I just had the right license to lie. And I I did it all out of my own pocket. I mean, I've, I've funded the entire thing. And like most people who write a book, you know, they get an advance and all of that and, and then reap the rewards from the book sales. I've actually hired the publisher because I felt so strongly about this and because it's true and because it names names of very powerful people in the government today, I had to have full control over the word content to make sure that it's right. And, and I've uploaded the documents to support it to my website, licensedtolie.com, so people can go and look at some of this for themselves. It reads like a John Grisham novel. My brother told me he had to keep pinching himself to remind himself everything he was reading was true. Mm. And that's the thing is, you know, you, you were up close and personal with it and felt powerless. And so sometimes I get frustrated that, you know, because Operation Choke Point that we were talking about before 
the break where um, the Department of Justice is leaning heavily on on banks that do business with certain unsavory, quote unquote, businesses. And included in that, we were directly affected because one of those unsavory businesses had to do with selling guns and ammo. Now, mind you, perfectly legal in the United States. We're very highly regulated federally, but we were still under this Operation Choke Point. And then also the gun running uh, um, scheme or gun walking scheme that Eric Holder oversaw where they were allowing guns to be sold through small gun shops and be uh, sold to people that they knew shouldn't have guns. So I get frustrated when the average person, like, they don't get it because they're like, well, I'm not in the gun business, and it sounds like a conspiracy theory, and so I don't really care. I don't want to invest the time to learn. But they, They better start caring because it's affecting our First Amendment rights. I mean, basically, the Second Amendment protects all the others. And, and that that's the thing. We've dropped... 46th in ranking by Reporters Without Borders for freedom of speech in this country. Wow. There are speech police out there now, right and left. And the Department of Justice is trying to take over local police departments through different means. They're finding things wrong in them, you know, going in for civil rights investigations or whatever, and then taking control, essentially, of local police departments. They're trying to create a federal military police, basically, that has all the power and, you know, take the guns away from the citizens. Now, you know there's people listening to your voice saying, oh, my goodness, that woman has a tinfoil hat on her head. (laughs) What do you what do you say to them? Because I'm surely you have had to to fight through doubters all the way through trying to get this book published. All I can tell them is. You know, if you don't believe me, go look at the documents on the website. Start paying attention to what's really going on. The mainstream media is not carrying it. I had no idea until I wrote this book how little freedom of speech we do have. For example, the New York Post was going to write an article about my book, and the only thing they had left to do was reach out to Department of Justice for comment. I saw the article. I fact-checked it to make sure it was right because I don't want to say anything about anybody that isn't true. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they reached out to the Department of Justice, all of a sudden there's no article. Mm. The Texas State Bar Association, of which I have been a member for more than 30 years, I am licensed to practice in Texas. I have a, the highest rating of any lawyer. I'm a super lawyer I'm rated by my peers. I'm AV rated in Martindale Hubble. Um, um and the best lawyers of America. I mean, I could, I can go on. And the Texas Bar, for the first time, refused to let me speak at the Advanced Criminal Law Course mm. because prosecutors are upset over what I've written and the fact that I name names. I mean, Judge Alex Kaczynski, the chief judge of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, wrote the foreword to the book because the issues in it are so important. I mean, if we can't trust our Department of Justice, we have a huge problem. And we now have a huge problem. We do have a huge problem. And I'm so grateful that you were, I think it takes bravery, honestly, to shine a light on this stuff. Well, that's what everybody says. The first thing anybody says when they hear me speak or read the book, the first question I get is, do you have bodyguards? Are you carrying? Yeah. And, and, you know, yes, I'm Going, I'm being very careful, and I posted on Facebook very quickly that, you know, God did not give me a spirit of fear. If I mm. can't live in the truth and speak the truth, 
you know, what good is it? Wow, that's awesome. You just gave me goosebumps. Well, I also want to point out that when you look on your website, licensedtolie.com, that you've put a video right on the, the very front of it um, with Senator Orrin Hatch talking to, uh, I don't think she was yet our, our uh, depart- head of the Department of Justice, Loretta Lynch. What, yes, what's that video about? Yes, it was in hearing. Uh, he picked up, each senator only had 10 minutes of initial questioning of Loretta Lynch in her confirmation hearing for Attorney General, and he used the first minute of his to pick up license to lie and basically stick it in her face, talk to her about how appalled he was at the department's prosecution of United States Senator Ted Stevens, and told her to read the book and clean up the Department of Justice. And of course, she said, oh, yes, I will. Mm-hmm. Well, it hadn't been cleaned up at all, as you can see from the farce of an investigation of Hillary Clinton. It's maybe maybe that's worse. what she was doing with uh, Bill Clinton on the airplane, trying to clean it up. Right. <laughs> he was yeah. reading him a couple chapters from your book, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Oh, yes. my goodness. Um, so do you... Is there a pathway? You know, what what can we do? Okay, we've diagnosed it. There is clearly an illness among us. What what can we do? Well, we need to talk about it a lot more. I mean, everyone needs to be aware of it. Uh, that's the first step towards solving it. We need to remind ourselves, people sit on juries every day. Everybody, you know, they get a jury summons and they go, oh, my God, i got to take this day or a week from work or whatever and go sit on the jury. Well, a single juror is the last bastion of democracy because a single juror can stop an unjust criminal conviction. Hmm. Wow. And, you know, if you see the judge running roughshod over the defendant, I mean, you get, a, you get a feel for it, or you get a feeling that the prosecutor's hiding something, and, you know, every defense objection's overruled, and it just looks like the judge is running a railroad. If that's happening, he is. And the single juror can just say, mm-mm, I'm acquitting. And if nothing else, that hangs the jury. You know, if nothing, if you walk away from this show, I'm talking to my listeners now who are all across this nation. If you walk away hearing nothing else, hear how important serving on a jury is because everybody tries to get out of jury service, right? Right. You can make a difference just by showing up for jury service. That's what what I just heard our esteemed uh, guest, Sidney Powell, say. And I, I just want you to tell people more about, before we run out of time, how can they reach out to you? Maybe they have been faced with an injustice. Maybe yep. they... Uh, they have been victims of Operation Choke Point. I would welcome an email giving me the details because I'm thinking about doing more work on that. Congress has passed legislation, at least the House has, to try and stop it. I don't know if the Senate has... Uh, finished up with it or not, but it's still going on. I just met with an NRA executive a couple of days ago in Dallas, and he said one of his best gun store customers in Austin, Texas, has been the victim of it recently, but yet they claim they've shut it down. So, I mean, one thing you got to understand now is the Department of Justice lies. They're just not not telling the truth, and Hillary Clinton certainly is not telling the truth about anything she says. They've already caught her in the WikiLeaks production about, you know, wanting more gun control and 
doing it by executive order, I mean, it's going to be a huge problem if we don't get a change of administration at the top. Sydney, it hasn't changed. In fact, any gun shop, when they apply for credit cards uh, processing, half of them won't even take the application. Wow. No, three quarters won't. I'm, I can I can name names right now of companies that won't. I have three credit card processing companies because one won't do it because I have auctions, guns in the auction. One won't do it because I do internet sales of guns, which you know they have to go through a dealer. It's not like I send it to their house. And one because they only do over-the-counter sales. So I have three different credit card processing right now. And that costs me $25 each per month just for that because they have a you know they have Plus that. the nuisance of yeah. it and right and yeah so oh that's that's just outrageous yes it is it really is you so know, the more they increase the fees for permits and all of that the more they disenfranchise the weakest members of our community who need the protection the most exactly exactly so if anybody has uh, been a victim of Operation Choke Point, you want them to reach out. If they just have a, 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 any other kind of case and they feel like, you know, I'm just not being served well, do you do any consulting? Is there anything that anybody could reach out to you about that? I can't take any new cases right now. I am absolutely slammed. I but I am are. trying to conduct at least, you know, collect anecdotal evidence that Department of Justice is still pursuing gun dealers and ammunition dealers and, you know, engaging in Operation Choke Point because they claim they're not. And I can certainly, I write articles for the New York Observer. Most of my articles go viral. I have one called The Countless Crimes of Hillary Clinton that lays out the statutes. And then I have another one that just came out this last week asking for the impeachment of Comey and Loretta Lynch for their destruction of evidence. You know, they agreed to destroy the laptops of Cheryl Mills and Heather Samuelson, yeah. uh, which is when is <laughs> that is ever okay? Themselves, right? Yes. How do they get away with that? I mean, millions of people know they're doing this stuff, and we're just sitting there going, "Oh, yeah." We just act as if there's nothing we can do. Well, we can just rail on Congress to impeach those people, and we can. We've got to exercise our rights at the ballot box. I mean, everybody and their pet rock needs to go out and vote on Election Day, and we better vote for a change in the administration and deal with the personal issues of Mr. Trump later. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better. Well, we've got to run, but thank you so much for coming on and and sharing your Saturday with us. And uh, I really encourage everybody to check out this book, License to Lie, Exposing Corruption in the Department of Justice by Sidney Powell. Go to her website, licensetolie.com. And thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you all for having me. And I'll be glad to come back anytime because there is always something to talk about that's related to the book now. It just relates to everything going on. And people can uh, friend me on Facebook. I'm on Twitter at Sydney Powell, number one. You've got all the links on your website. I do. Yes, absolutely. Thank you again so much. We will definitely be talking again. Sydney Powell. Thank you, Cheryl and Dan. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Okay. Well, on the other side of this commercial break, we have a Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan's commentary. Um, Stick around. He might rant today. Be a part of the gold rush and head on down to see my friends at Pot of Gold Auctions in Avondale, Arizona. 
or check out the auction online at potofgoldstate.com. These folks auction off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Everything is going, going, gone. So you best hurry and tell them Don Cogger sent you. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. Come listen to the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Hear about armed civilians protecting people they love. Were they lucky or were they prepared? Come listen and learn at selfdefensegunstories.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. Cheryl, you jump up from your seat when you say that. (laughs) Biggest. Biggest little gun shop. Oh, I don't know why we're silly today. We've talked about some very serious things in here, so. You know, we have to, though, because, I mean, when you talk about the old Attorney General Holder and then the new one, Lynch, and they're doing the same thing, it's super depressing. Really, you really you hope that she would come in and clean up the mess. She's not. She's just keeping it covered. Well, and it's so it points to leadership above her, right? Oh, yeah. Which points to if we just pass the baton to Hillary Clinton, then basically what everybody's saying is that it'll be a third term of what Obama's been doing. We'll just keep right on rolling. And I think that's why there are so many people who are nervous as cats, shaking in their boots that Trump might come in there because he doesn't What'd have you say any. Might? You said when Trump comes in when there. Trump, thank you. That that he doesn't have any allegiances and alliances, and he, you know, it, what a breath of fresh air that could bring. And they need to go. I mean, it's obvious they need to go. They need to go. I I gave a speech this morning for the Fountain Hills Republican Club and a great group of people, by the way. And um, I was trying to bring them some good news. You know, it's like and it's hard right now because things seem so uncertain. But, uh, you know, I was just saying that uh, we when Trump comes in, we really could see a whole new era because of exactly that, You Don't Own Me should be his theme song, right? And I, I kind of gave a bunch of Rocky quotes because it's like, you know, I was watching Rocky Three the other day and it's when Rocky and, and Mr. T are going at it. Mr. T is Clubber Lang 
and uh, it just looks like Rocky's down and out, and everybody's yelling at him. It's the last fight scene of the movie, and everybody's yelling at him. You know, you're doing it wrong. You're letting him hit you too hard, and the blows are coming from everywhere. And basically, Rocky just says, is that all you got? Really? Is that it? Hit me in the face, because, you know, my mom hits worse than you do. And... And I think that that is who we have in Trump, that we keep counting him out. We keep counting him down. And uh, and the, the people that are sitting in power, that are sitting there, maybe earning a paycheck that we, you and I, and all of our listeners are paying for, and they're basically a placeholder. They are shaken in their boots because of Donald Trump, when Donald Trump gets there, he, he's not going to be mean about it, but he's going to say, look, this is, a, this is not how this country is going to move forward from here. What a breath of fresh air that will be. So remember that when you're casting your vote. And um, and don't listen to the news media either. I mean, think about how many people are filling in the stadiums for Donald Trump. Thousands and thousands of people. Then when Hillary goes to a high school campus or whatever, she, she gets a few, she gets almost full. Mm-hmm. But so that has to reflect something different than what's being told on the news. I think that I, I think that he has a chance, and they're they're holding him. Well, down. and the other thing I said in my speech is that you know all this mudslinging and dirty laundry exposing that that the Hillary camp is throwing in our faces is to embarrass and to shame, but not Trump. She's trying to embarrass and shame you and me, so that we won't tell our neighbor, "Hey, I'm voting for Trump." Sort of like monkeys throwing poo. Mm, there's a visual. Okay, on to the responsibly armed citizen report. Fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. Well, we have another story that happened in a Walmart parking lot. Maybe we all need to be a little extra on alert at Walmart. When you're done shopping at Walmart or the grocery store or the mall, how do you get from the door of the store to the door of your car. Well, clearly you walk or or scooter if you have a disability, right? But how do you do it? Is your head up? Are you looking around at people and structures and cars? Or are you digging in your purse or your pockets for your keys? Are you aware of sights and sounds around you? Or are your eyes and mind occupied by whatever app is open on your smartphone? Now, I'm not phone shaming you, trust me, because I'm as guilty as anyone of having a phone addiction, but it can get us hurt or killed, and I cannot state that in strong enough terms. Danger counts on us to be distracted, and that is what gives him his edge. So imagine, it's a normal Monday afternoon. It's one of those normal days and times that cause us to be a little too relaxed in public places. It's just about noon, and you're leaving your favorite shopping spot. You're familiar with your area. You always park in about the same spot, and you've never had any reason to feel nervous in this friendly neighborhood store. You and your friend are chatting casually about why she feels the need to carry a gun with her everywhere she goes. After all, if something were to happen, we'll just use that cell phone and we'll call the police, right? Well, as you walk to your car, use your key fob to click open all the doors of your car, and as you ease behind the wheel, danger strikes. Danger just opened your unlocked rear door to your back seat and is now sitting behind you 
inside your own car and is threatening your life and demanding that you drive him and the stuff he just stole from the store to a safe place for him, not for you. This is how so many lives end, but not on this day. On this day, your friend, the one who you were just teasing about being overly prepared for having a gun with her everywhere she goes, is a responsibly armed citizen. That breaking news in Dauphin County tonight where police are searching for a carjacking suspect. They say a man forced a woman to drive him somewhere, but she was able to fight back. Matt Heckel, live in Swatera Township with this breaking news story. Matt. Hey guys, well yeah, police spent a few hours this afternoon searching for that man who they say tried to carjack a woman here in this parking lot after apparently committing a theft inside that store. That man was later identified as 45-year-old Michael Ortiz. He apparently entered the woman's car here in the Walmart parking lot saying he had something that would give her HIV and demanded she drive him away from the store. Now the driver did drive him off the Walmart parking lot, but then at a red light down on Grayson Road, a passenger got out, pulled out a gun, and demanded Ortiz get out of the car. After a struggle, the woman did fire that gun. It is not known right now if Ortiz was shot. We do know those two women, though, were unharmed. Now at that point, Ortiz did run off, police using a helicopter to search the area. Crack Ortiz's scent, though, they were not able to find him. Now, a warrant uh, is being requested for Ortiz's arrest. He will face several charges, including kidnapping. So a carjacker got jacked. <laughs> is that right? I think that's right. Wow. And he had, he had, he's going to give her H HIV. He must have had a needle on him or something like that. So but anyway. She had a, she had a gun. Well, her and, friend did. Right, and they were just having a discussion about it prior to that. That's amazing. So but. anyway, be aware of your surroundings. Get think? your eyes out of the phone. Who would think that when you unlock your car, you know, it takes you a while. My car automatically locks, but it's after you put it in, in gear. Mm -hmm. So really, you got to think about that. I've, I've never thought about that. Well, I bet you did think about your commentary. Tell yourself you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You know, a new study from the U.S. Center of Disease Control states that more children are dying from gun-related accidents, but an official from the CDC says it may be unreliable. Did you just hear me? I said an official from the CDC that it may be unreliable. Their very own report may be unreliable. It appears they're oh, yeah, inflating yeah, yeah. the number to make firearm ownership a public health issue. Who figures, right? Go figure. Mm-hmm. You I don't, don't smell any rats there. No. Do but, you? No. Hey, why not use all this time and money and promote gun safety? Teach firearm safety in our schools, boys clubs, and other organizations? How's a child going to know how to react when they see a gun if they're not trained properly? How come they don't get involved with the NRA's Eddie Eagle program? They are there to teach kids. They don't even have a gun on Present. site no. when they do that. And they teach kids three years old that what do you do when you see a gun? Stop. Don't touch. 
run away, telegraph now. <laughs> okay. So all I can say is me and James Brown are going to come with Eddie Eagle and start teaching some people. Well, I, I got to agree with that. But, you know, before I saw this article that, that clarified that there was an official saying that it was a, a unreliable study, most likely, I've already heard several news organizations just come out with the headline. More children are being injured with guns. You know what? I guess you can just say if the government's involved, it may be inaccurate. inaccurate. And that's what we're saying. You know, we used to think that a government study... Mm-hmm. implied that it was completely impartial. It was just the facts, ma'am. And it was something that we could just trust that there was no agenda attached to it. And that is simply not the case anymore. All you officials out there, I want to trust the government. I, I really do. do. We do. We want to trust you. But you got to straighten up. You, you, got, you know, you just have to. I think it's because we've trusted them so much that we we took the watchdog eye off of them and you know the mice are going to play and the there mice are, are playing and they've grown into big rats right but there are some that i do trust fully me too there's some but, good people out there but again you've got to you got to talk to them you've got to communicate with them you've got to let them know what you want so because i imagine the pressure on the good ones is incredibly hard right and you know they can't read everything and they need to be able to trust their aides to make sure that they're getting the right information too. Absolutely. Well, we've got to wrap up. So thank you so much to our listeners, our guests, our tech crew, everyone who who gathers here, whether it's live or whether you're listening to the recording, we value you. We appreciate you. And until next time, pray for our nation. Pray please for our leaders. All of them. And I mean, all of them, Cheryl. All of them. This close to election. Even the ones you don't like. This close to election. Especially the ones you don't like. Be good to each other. Have a great week. And God bless. Our founding fathers here in this country brought about the only true revolution that has ever taken place in man's history. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rulers. But only here. Did that little band of men so advanced beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since evolve the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free.